right, guys. Welcome to episode 20 of the CFL podcast. My name is Chris, and we're going to mix things up a little bit this week. Uh, you know, Chuck, Tony's not here. This is, uh, for a lot of reasons, uh, just a kind of a one-off episode. This is our gift to the league. Uh, we got some guys dealing with COVID right now, um, so I wanted to make sure we gave them something, uh, some entertainment. So won't list who those guys are for their privacy on here, but uh, just know we're thinking about you guys, praying for you, and uh, hope to uh, whoop your ass in fantasy football here. So get get well. Uh, so I am joined by a special guest, and I'll let him introduce himself right now. Bam! Doodle! Doodle! Whammy doodles! Whammy doodles! Whammy doodles! Woo! Yeah! It's me! The one and only, the man that predicted the future of Josh Allen and all of his success. It is yours, former CFL champ, soon to be CFL champion again. The Whammy Doodles, Eric Van Anda. Woo! Well, there you have it. So we got Eric this week, and uh, basically the show is going to be a little different than normal. I'm going to go through a couple news bites. And then I'm um, pretty much going to hand the reins over to Eric, and um, we're going to go through the playoff picture. So I'll cue things up and let him give his opinion. Um, I don't know if anyone out there is really familiar with fish at all, but uh, if you are, um, I'm sure you've heard that beta fish, you can't have two beta fish in a tank together, two, two males in a tank, because they will uh, they'll fight to the death. Um, they have to be separated. And I kind of feel how that's, but, but betas are great fish, though. They're great fish to have. You just can't mi- mix them together in a tank. And I kind of feel that's how Eric is. He's awesome. I love listening to him talk, but there's nothing worse than being on a podcast with him. So I'm just going to defer to him and let him give his opinions. And I think we'll have a better show that way. So let's get started with the news. Just a couple things I want to bring up. First one is the trade deadline is coming up soon. It's kickoff of the very first game on Thanksgiving. So you have up until then to make trades and expect the the uh, deadline here to be pretty pretty crazy. There's a lot of teams uh, still in it. It's a pretty crazy season, and so I, I just see there being a lot of action here at the deadline. Uh, the other thing I want to go over is the the rosters. Eric mentioned this on GroupMe today, but there's several owners that are um, pretty much over the the roster limits right now. As you know, we're 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 being pretty chill with it because of COVID and all the challenges with it. But we just ask that you please uh, stay on top of it. Um, for example, I had a player on my, my IR that was no longer listed and that was just an oversight, obviously, but I took care of it right away. And we just asked that everyone else do the same. Um, again, we're being pretty lax with COVID. Um, you can have, you know, pretty much no limit of guys that are on, that have COVID, uh, on your IR. But beyond that, as Eric said, we want it to be about five people, the limits, five people that are not COVID. So, um, there's no way to really enforce that automatically on the site. So this is kind of a, on our honor um and it's really not not fair to ask myself or chuck or anyone else to, to police this it's just too much work um but at the same time by having too many players on your roster even unintentionally just leads to a a thinner waiver wire which which impacts all of us so please just uh stay on top of that we'd really appreciate it so with that said let's get into the meat of this episode which is the playoff picture so we're Heading into week 10 here, or week 10 is happening right now. Uh, so just a few weeks away from the start of the playoffs. And we're going to go through what the what the playoff um, seedings look like right now. 
And then who's on the outside looking in, who has a chance, and who's, like me, doesn't really have a chance uh, at all to make the playoffs. So right now, the number one overall seed would be the Webtoed Wonders. They are currently undefeated, 9-0. They are winning the Burnsy division, I'm sorry, the Denny division. And their uh, all-play winning percentage is, just like it has been the last several years, the best, um, 88% all-play win percentage. So I'll kick it over to Eric, uh, give your thoughts on Chuck's roster here and his uh, chances going forward. Okay, well, obviously his roster is loaded up, right? We all know that. But he has a hole, offensively speaking, right now, but I can't see. If you were to scroll down on his taxi squad, he has a hole, and that's at his wide receiver position, his wide receiver two. Now, on his taxi squad, he's got T. Higgins, who's coming on, so he... Oh, well, actually, he doesn't have a hole. Sorry, because he's got Kenny Galladay hurt. But if Galladay doesn't come back, he has a hole. Um, he's still got Jonathan Taylor on his taxi, but he hasn't done too much, and that, he'll probably just stay there all year, I bet, or unless he actually absolutely needs him in the playoffs or something, barring an injury to maybe Derrick Henry, because if Cook goes down, he still has Madison to rely on. His defense has been outscoring everybody on the season by a wide margin. He's outscored me, which I'm disappointed about. But he is kicking ass defensively. So he's going to be the number one seed. I don't think anybody will catch him for that because he's just not going to lose enough games or all-play spots because it's a really tight battle. But there's a lot of good teams. So Chuck is the number one seed. He will be the number one seed. But he is beatable. Um, So we'll just see what happens. You know, I think... I think there's a handful of teams that could beat him in the playoffs, but they're going to need to put their best foot forward when we get there. All right. Number two seed at this point is the generic bread warriors. They are currently leading the Tice division and they have the third highest all play winning percentage at uh, 71%. And uh, Eric, I'll kick it over to you. All right. Becker again, the defending champ, I think maybe two years in a row. Is it? He is loaded up Correct. as always. Yep. Um, the one issue for him is Zeke Elliott is not doing well this year because of the Dak Prescott injury and all the injuries to the Cowboys line and just the entire NFC East is a trash division. So he's looking to make moves. I know he still has a first-round pick. He has extra wide receivers to spare. Um, I don't know what he, and his defense is pretty good. I don't think it's great, but he can always improve there, I believe, if he wants to. But I think he's going to, I don't know what he's going to do. He could try to do something crazy. I know I know he's had some talks here and there. I've had some talks with him on some major trades, but we haven't pulled the trigger on it. I know he's really looking to make a trade right now on his taxi. Does he have anybody that can help him out here, Chris? Let's look at that. No, he doesn't have anybody that can help him out, actually. He had a horrible draft, probably because he had no high draft picks. So, yeah, he is the number two seed, but I don't know if he's really the number two team. It's uh, it's probably a four-way tie for the number two spot. All right, number three. This is one of the pleasant surprises of this season. I'm really happy to see Carter doing well. 
uh, Big Earns Fatherless Families. Uh, All Play, they're actually the second highest at 73%, and they are leading the Steckle division. And Eric, I'll let you break down their, their prospects here. Well, Big Earn, his goal was to make the playoffs this year, so he made a lot of trades coming into the season. He upped his defense, you know, because he realized that was important. I think he's just listened to me and Chuck, you know, babble on and on about it on group me or read messages. So he upped his defense. He got Joe Mixon from me, who hasn't done a ton yet, but he made a smart pickup in Travis Falgham. He's got Robinson. Um, Drake has kind of been a letdown for him this year. And then he got Zach Ertz, who's he's hurt and not even using, but he's got John Smith, a nice, young, promising tight end. And, okay, let's scroll down. Let's look at his taxi. So he's he doesn't have much for draft picks. I know that, too, to trade away. So he's looking to make some moves. I know that. He probably, if he wants to beat Chuck, he's going to need to make a move. Like, Becker doesn't need to make a move, but he should or could make one. Big Earn's also in the same boat. But they both, you know, Becker has more to work with as far as trading something away. Carter has less to trade away, so he's really got to find the right value and the right player and really hone in on playoff matchups and everything else. Um, unfortunately, it looks like Big Earn's actually going to lose this week too because, um, well, he had to play a team that's better than him this week. So he's probably going to get a loss. And, I mean, it's a nice run, He's but he's... He's realistically a top five team. I don't think he's quite number three. He's probably four or five. Yeah, and I just also want to point out he has Joe Mixon that is currently out on his on his IR. So that'll be a big boost for him once he comes back here. Yeah, or he trades him away to some crazy owner that loves him. I wonder who that would be. I don't know. I wonder. <laughs> All right, next up is uh, our Charlie's Angels. Uh, Charlie is currently leading the Burnsy division. He's the last of the four uh, division leaders. And as you know, the top four playoff seeds go to the division leaders. His all-play winning percentage is uh, 63%. And a uh, pretty stacked team, as always. So I'll let you break it down there, Eric. Okay, yep. We knew Walker was going to be good. Uh, his division is very competitive, really close and tight. So he's really going to need to win his division. But he lost George Kittle, I believe, basically for the season. Um, Todd Gurley is getting touchdowns like crazy. Kareem Hunt was, you know, helping him out. But Chubb is back now, so he's going to get less points there. He needs a number two receiver. I know he's got all of his draft picks still if he wants to trade. Um He's got some good defensive players, you know, top linebacker, top defensive lineman. And does he have anything on his ta- – oh, and he lost Odell Beckham. Well, Beckham will probably be back. Is Odell Beckham – no, Od- how long is Odell Beckham out for? The season, I right? I believe he tore his ACL. He's, he's out for the year. Yeah, he's not coming back. Neither is Kittle, okay, as yeah. it sound like. So, so Walker's big, another big team. there for him. Yeah, Walker's another team that's going to need to make a trade. Um but if he doesn't win his division, he may not get into the playoffs because there's a lot of teams that are coming on with good all-play records that could pass him by to get that last spot or the last couple spots in the all-play. So 
really Walker must, in my opinion, win his division. All right, number f- the number five playoff seed, if they started today, is Rippon and Ateran. Their uh, all-play record is uh, above uh, Charlie uh, at 69, uh, pretty much 70%. And so they're uh, having a pretty darn good season. And Eric, I'll kick it over to you for them as well. Yeah, he's got, I mean, Aaron Jones, right? Stud. Devontae Adams is a stud. You know, what's funny about that is they're both Packers. You look at his tight ends, he's got Jay Sternberger, a Packer, Robert Tanyan, who's doing good, that I was high on, and he didn't quite pan out for me early on, so I dropped him. And he's also a Packer. So he's got a lot of Packers. He's got Packers everywhere. I mean, it's crazy. And Drew Brees isn't the same quarterback. So unless he gets an outwardly performance every week in the playoffs by Adams or Aaron Jones, I don't see him being able to make it out of the first round of the playoffs. However, he should make the playoffs due to his all-play and just how many points they'll get him. And he'll be able to get enough wins every week. But he's going to need to make a move probably. And realistically, as crazy as that sounds, his best move is to trade one of those Packers. But we know he's not going to do that. So he's a good team. He's just not going to be able to get out of the first round, in my opinion. Yeah, it seems like uh, there's some trades to be had here. This this could be one of the teams that really makes a move to jump into that top tier. I mean, he's pretty much winning 70% of the all-play games so far. That's good for fourth overall. Um, seems like he's not really slowing down, so we'll have to see what happens here. Yeah, I mean, he's got a player from Iowa he could trade. But other than that, I mean, we're talking about ripping in a Terran, and he's not a big trader, you know. He makes trades, but he's uh, slow to pull the trigger on deals, let's say. So, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty confident to say that he will not make it out of the first round. All right, number six currently is your favorite team, the Whammy Doodles. Mm-hmm. Uh, 64% all play. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I just can't explain the Josh Allen, but I'll just, again, I'm not really here for my opinion today, so I'll let you have the floor. Go ahead. Well, well, let's put it this way. You can't explain Josh Allen because you can't evaluate quarterbacks just like John Elway. And, I mean, I could go on a funny story and talk about that, but we don't need to right now as I'm watching Stefan Diggs catch a pass from Josh Allen to the very second. Uh, the Whammy Doodles have had some injuries, but so has everybody else, mainly on their defense. And so he's been trying to piece, uh, you know, the Whammy Doodles have been trying to piece together a good defense. Uh, but luckily, most of his players, or my players, let's say the Whammy Doodles defensive players, should be back to help, except for uh, one Nick Bosa. And they just made a big trade, or I don't know, it's a big, it's a, good enough size trade, where they trade away Montgomery, not because he's not good, but he's not putting up the stats, and just because the Bears suck, the line sucks, Nagy sucks, and he can't show his true potential, and the whammy doodles just did not feel comfortable ever starting David Montgomery when the chips are on the line, and he needs a win. So he went with Hollywood Brown, who's also underperforming, so hopefully that's a good trade that it was made between the whammy doodles and the top cats. But the Whammy Doodles were like the number two all-play team. 
until just recently. But I think with the rise of J.K. Dobbins, if he firmly takes over before the end of the season, is a team that could beat the Web Toad Wonders and just like the generic Red Warriors and possibly Big Urns and Charlie's Angels. So I think the Whammy Noodles were at the sixth seed right now, but when it comes down to it, they will be higher than the sixth seed. And yeah, they're they're poised and they're on a mission. So look out there. All right. Currently in the seventh seed, this is where things get really crazy. So show me your TDs is currently the seventh seed. Uh, pretty solid 53% in all play. They're also only one game behind Big Earns for the division lead in the Steckle division. But they're tied with some other team, uh, World of Pain, and one game ahead of the Scorgasm. So that division's really, really tight. And if uh, a, a team with a lower all-play percentage ends up winning that division, it's really going to throw the playoffs for a loop. Mm-hmm. So let me pull up his roster for you, and I'll let you take over here. Okay. It's kind of weak at quarterback, I mean, honestly. They're playing okay, but it's nobody I'd want to go to war with. Uh, Josh Jacobs is a stud, but doesn't get the usage that he should in the receiving game and it wore down last year and maybe he will wear down again. Uh, he got Duke Johnson and with David Johnson's injury. So that'll help him out for a few weeks in the all play to keep rising. Tyler Boyd. We love him. Mike Evans, uh, a stud, but who knows what's going to happen with that Tampa offense. Now that they have Antonio Brown. Uh, he's got Donald, you know, Donald Parham who, Cost the uh, Chargers a win last week when he couldn't hold on to the ball. And, I mean, his team performs. It's a good team. The problem is he he doesn't have resources left to trade to really get over the hump. You know, he might make the playoffs. He's got to hold on to it with some other teams right on his heels. So it's going to be tough, but he's got a good team and it's got a lot of problems for the future it just may not be this year but he's also going to have to be very smart about the moves he makes and the year he won a championship he was very smart when he traded away julio jones to get uh, uh todd Gurley. when Gurley wasn't you know todd Gurley at the time but then he became todd Gurley. so he's he's got it in him to get Yep, and then number eight. Well, one sec. If Show Me Your TDs this week, he will be tied with Big Earns fatherless families for the division because the Whamadoodles are taking care of Big Earns this week for <laughs> him. So, Right on. All right, number eight, currently just right on the outside looking in uh, are the Che Dogs. All play, they're at 51%, so they, they're the only non-playoff team right now with a winning all-play record. That bodes really well. He's just barely behind um, Show Me Your TDs and all play. But then also, he's just, you know, a tiebreaker behind Charlie's Angels for the lead in the Burnsy division. Uh, Charlie, Che, and Top Cats are all four and five. So Che, while he's on the outside looking in, he has a great shot of making the playoffs because he's, you know, right there on, on both fronts, both the division lead and the all play. So let me pull up his roster here for you, and I'll let you have it. Hmm. He's got Teddy Bridgewater. 
Is that his only quarterback? Who else does he have for a QB? Is it Hurt or? Uh, he had oh, Dak. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. a big loss. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and Teddy just got hurt today. I don't know how serious it is yet, but he just yeah. got hurt his knee or something. Josh Kelly. I mean, when I look at his team, I don't. I know he's having a good season, but I don't think he's got the cojones to get in the playoffs. I don't think he's going to be one of the teams to challenge the top seven to get in. I kind of like the team, a couple teams below him right now. Um, I mean, obviously, long-term, like next year, it looks a lot better for Che. He's got a decent team. I mean, if he were to not finish very strong at the end of the year, it would probably help him out even more with another high draft pick. So right now he's kind of in no man's land. I, If I were Che, I would be hoping I did not make the playoffs, as crazy as that sounds. But it's, it's a good team. I don't, it's just not... Uh, not to the level of a couple others to come. Yeah, I mean he's got he's got some guys coming back though potentially Austin Eckler in particular that okay, could help yep. make oh, a that, difference. Yeah, that'd be big. Mm-hmm. And uh, just looking at his receivers, I mean Judy's been playing well. Yeah. Robbie Anderson's been a stud. Um, Woods, Parker. Yeah, I, yeah. I think quarterback probably the, the the challenging position here for him well, given that he to, lost that. He'd, so. he'd have to make a trade and. I don't know that he will. And I mean, I know there's one team out there right now that is like just has about other other than, you know, not having Josh Allen as their quarterback. There's a team out there that has two quarterbacks that are amazing. And honestly, he probably should trade one of them. But I don't know what that's going to happen either. So we'll see what happens. You know, I don't want to say who it is or which team because I'm not going to I'm not here to help anybody out. I'm just, you know, there's there's a team out there. There's a team. There's a team right out there. I mean, that's just like, ooh, look at this golden pair of quarterbacks. <laughs> All right, next up, number nine, also on the outside looking in, multiple scorgasms. Uh, Tony's team here has a 46% all-play winning percentage, which is not bad. Um, they are in last place in the Steckle division, but their all-play record is uh, significantly better than the, the team ahead of, mm-hmm. ahead of them. Um, let me pull up his roster here for you. It's a good one. I mean, on at top, look at that. He's Cam Newton was strong early, but he's nothing. He's got A. Raj. He's got Kamara, James Conner, and he's got Kamara's cuff. He's got both the cuffs that he needs. With Amari Cooper, who's been struggling, that hurts him. And Mike Williams, Noah Fant's been hurt. I mean, he's a strong team. As he's got some nice defensive players, uh, young ones. He doesn't have to make a move. I don't think the scorgasms have to make a trade to make the playoffs. He can keep his assets and just let it ride out. But knowing him, he's a guy that likes to go for it. And I think we will see the scorgasms probably make a trade at some point uh, because he does have a very good team. And I, I think he can contend for the playoffs. So it's just a matter of what he decides to do. But yeah, he's, it's a really good team. And if he made the right trade, just because of, you know, having that star power in Kamara. Uh, yeah, if in a one-game playoff scenario, he could beat Chuck. All right, next up here, currently in the 10th spot, so outside looking in, but still has a chance. Probably the most hated team in the league, the Lily Lickers. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, you know, their all play is only 44%. So that's not good enough to make the playoffs. Um, if they're in another division, if they weren't in Chuck's division, they would have, I mean, I think it'd be, they're six and three. 
It's actually the s- third best, tied for the third best record in the CFFL. So if they were in a different division, they would have a very good chance of making the playoffs. But being in Chuck's division, it's really he's got to get that all-play record up. Um, and I'll let you talk to yeah. his chances of doing that here. Yeah, well, he's got to get it up, but it was a lot better like two weeks ago. But he had a couple That's bad what she weeks. Said. But he's had his taxi squad is loaded up with players. He had a great draft. So, and he just activated recently. He just activated uh, Justin Jefferson, who he hasn't been using all season. So he brought him up. Um, I don't know. He's still got Tua down there on taxi, which he may or may not need. And he's got Chase Claypool. So honestly, I really like the Lily Liquors. If all you know, I don't know what if he wants to all go for it or not. Um, but he does have a shot. He has a very good shot, realistically, of getting to the playoffs and doing damage because he's got some horses that can put up points. Um, it's just a matter of if. I mean, his team is going to be awesome next year. I mean, let's put it that way. So you might just let it ride out. I don't know if Lily wants to trade his resources. He wants to just see what happens. But So he'll probably fall short of getting there. But that, you know, some teams might be thankful that he doesn't because it's a pretty good team. Yeah, I incredible draft. I mean, yeah. really incredible Antonio draft. Antonio Gibson, I mean, yeah. Yeah, and you just look at the tail end of his draft. He got Chase Claypool. I mean, mm-hmm. really good draft, Lil. Um, next up, number 11 currently are the Lazy Boys. Uh, all play, they're only at 41%, so that's not going to cut it to make the playoffs. However, um, the Burnsy division is pretty weak. Um, this year, uh, record-wise at least, uh, Charlie's all play is good. He's just had looks like some bad luck with who he's played. But the the fact is, Charlie is in first place with a four and five record. There's two other teams tied at four and five, and then Lazy is only one game back at three and six. Yeah, so baby. If Lazy can you know do some damage here uh, in the final division, you know the last few weeks when they play the division teams again, if he sweeps that, uh, he might actually win that division and, and be in the playoffs. So. Mm-hmm. Pull his roster here for you. All right. Well, while you're doing that, I'm just watching Josh Allen throw a touchdown pass to Cole Beasley, and Lazy was ripping on him a little bit ago. So, boom, there we go. I'm excited. I'm watching my dudes kick some ass right now. Um, oh, okay. Now, Lazy Boys, right? He's got DK Metcalf, stud. He's got Adam Thielen, pretty damn good, stud. Running backs, Rojo just had a 98-yard touchdown run today. Tom Brady. So, honestly, he could he could challenge for the playoffs, but I don't think he's going to. Honestly, he needs to sell. Not He needs to sell the right players, though. I would think you would sell Adam Thielen, but you could possibly keep Adam Thielen. Um, really, I would sell Ronald Jones. And I guess, yeah, I would sell Ronald Jones. I would sell Jimmy Graham to a tight end needy team. And anybody else that you really don't feel like building around. And hopefully that will help you drop in the standings to get a better pick. You know, not tank, but sell the right pieces, the veterans. Maybe keep Thielen, but you could get a high pick for Thielen. But, you know, if you want to keep him and have him because he's a Viking and he's still going to have another year, go ahead. But... Honestly, you're like right now he'd have what the sixth pick in the draft, so I think he would be happier. Realistically, there's a team beneath him that should pass him pretty quick. So 
he can get in a top five pick, top three pick, if he just sold a couple pieces. Yeah. All right. Number twelve. Uh, my team, the Corn Boys. Uh, pretty crappy year. Um, you know, injuries and that's the big biggest part. And then also failing to failing to get a quarterback. That's on me. Uh, so anyway, I'll play is thirty eight percent. That's not anywhere close to good enough. Division or our regular record four and five, last place in the Tice division. Although uh, they've won four in a row and uh, got some guys coming back, so you never know. All right. Well, I know you talked about the uh, your next season because of all your injuries and you know. All right. Now my wife's yelling at me. Um, I know you have all your players hurt, but you can still beat teams because. You have Michael Thomas and A.J. Brown right now. So, you know, people are going to need to get a win and trying to get into the playoffs, and you'll be able to beat them. However, even as far as next season goes, where you really messed up is when you drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at the 102. So next season's already shot for you as being as good of a team as you hope that you're going to be. So really... You screwed up, and you should have just took Dobbins and Swift ahead of Hilaire. But it's okay, you know, whatever. You live and you learn. So, I don't know. I, it's all I got. I'm flustered at the moment because we just had some uh, recording issues, and my wife's yelling at me, and she just ran off with all my cigarettes. Um, yeah, all right, well, let's move on. All right, well, let's move on to the Top Cats. Top Cats have a 35% um, all-play. Uh, winning percentage and that seems bad right it seems like he has no chance but again he's in the Bernsey division he's actually tied for first place with charlie's angels so all it's going to take are a couple opportune wins here down the stretch to sneak in and win the win the uh division and be one of the top four seeds and uh, let me pull up his roster here for you and i'll let you have it and really all he needs the top catch, we said he was going to win his division. He still could. He could still catch everybody in the all-play. This is the first week that he's been able to start Miles Sanders and DeHuntre Swift together basically all season. Now, and then he's had Godwin hurt, you know, most of the year. Or they all get hurt. His quarterback play is mediocre. Uh, tight ends, he's got tight ends for days, so he's loaded up there. He's got a great defense, even though he has two studs hurt, or maybe three studs. He's got, I think, Devin Bush hurt. Uh, no, Fitzpatrick just came back, and he's got Derwin James hurt. But he's loaded. I mean, he is loaded up. And if his players can just stay healthy for the rest of the season, he could come storming back because I think he's actually probably better than, you know, he's a playoff caliber team. So he has a shot, but I mean, all things need to break his way. Otherwise, if they don't, then he loses, and he gets a good pick just to keep adding to his team. So honestly, I don't know. It is what it is. His season went to sh- up and shit, but he still has a shot, even though he's so far down. All right, next one, uh, number fourteen overall, World of Pain. All play is at three eleven or thirty one percent. And uh, let's check out his divisional record here. Sorry, I forgot to pull that up ahead of time. Uh, well, good news. Uh, he's in the Steckle division, 
and only one game behind Big Earns. Granted, there's a bunch of teams here. Um, Show Me Your TDs is also four and five, but that's a path to make the playoffs here is is by uh, going on a run here and winning the division. And I'll pull up his roster here and kick it over to Eric. Here you go. Okay, Lamar Jackson has not had the season like he did last year. Uh, C-Max been hurt and hurt again. Uh, Juju, Deontay Johnson. He's got good players. He's decent, but it's just I don't think he really has a shot at making the playoffs. Um, he should be trading away guys like Leonard Fournette and Calais Campbell, who might be hurt for the year. I'm not sure, but I know he got hurt. Any of his old, really old players, that's just not, you know, really going to matter to him too much. Um, yeah, he should probably do that. I see he's got a uh, corn boy retread and Sam Darnold. So, it's just, sure, he's four and five, but he's, He's the, you know, third worst team, basically. And, actually, you know, probably the fourth worst team, because I'd say the Corn Boys are the second worst team. And I mean, there's a team down there that shouldn't be down where they're at. So they must have had some bad luck. Yeah. All right. Next up, uh, 15th overall are Declipsta's. Um, I see really no opportunity to make the playoffs here because they're at 23%. So obviously there's no way to come back there. And then, unfortunately for them, they're in uh, Chuck's division, uh, so pretty. He's already mathematically eliminated from that as well. He, with a three and six record, it's hard. I mean, other divisions he'd be in it, but Chuck's nine and zero, so that ain't happening. And here's the roster here for you. All right, well there you go, two badass mofo quarterbacks right there, Watson Herbert. He doesn't need to do anything, but if somebody came calling with a ton. For Deshaun Watson, he could maybe trade him. I would probably trade Watson and not Herbert, but he doesn't have to do that this year. He can do it next year. He can do it at the draft because he might want to know what draft pick assets and players he's actually going to be getting versus whatever. And he has a lot of draft picks already from last year. So, I mean, he doesn't need to do anything. He can keep him in his weight because he's got a lot of talent. Which I doesn't show up to me right now, so he must be hurt. Because I thought he was going to make a good run. He had a couple of persons hurt. Mostert's hurt. Oh, he's got Ayuk on his taxi. Yeah, and, you know, his he's got promise. And he, right now he has the number two pick, and he loads it up with another running back and then trades a quarterback sometime next year. He's going to be a playoff caliber team pretty soon if he stays the course yeah and one thing um to your point with maybe waiting to trade watson if that's who decides to trade yeah i would you know i'm sure you can get a lot for him now but if he hold on to him uh see what houston does in the draft or in the, in the offseason if they get some help at receiver um that might inflate his value a little bit more there as well so yeah, I agree. There's a pretty bright, bright future there for the Clips. Does they just got to stick to the plan here? Yep, yep. And he, remember, he gave up a lot in that Watson deal, so he has to be paid substantially. It's going to be expensive. I mean, you need at least a first-round pick, preferably a high one, and a stud player at another position, and maybe more. You know, to whet his appetite. 
Yep. All right. Now, this is what I love. Um, Skull Babies. Uh, in last here, uh, all play record is uh, 9% if you round up. <laughs> His points scored is 918. The only team under 1,000 points. And, uh, I mean, over, over 100 points behind the second worst. And uh, not quite. It's it's a little bit hyperbole to say Chuck, the highest scoring team, has twice the points, but he's pretty close to that. And then record wise, zero and nine. Um, so I love it. They all play record. You know, the percentage of nine percent doesn't do it justice. It's twelve wins, one hundred and twenty three losses, and I get great entertainment when watching the worst team each year with how bad they're doing. And this is just in good fun. I know Skull Babies is to- in a total rebuild. And they're happy to to lose games right now. That's that's fine. Um, this was me a few years ago. I just I love it. I love watching. I just love it. Um, so let me pull up his roster here. And I believe uh, does he have my number one pick as well? Is that who I traded uh, to? He does. I believe he does have your number one pick. Yeah, I'll I'll confirm that here in a second. Uh, so right now the roster pick, for you. Pick one and five. Yeah, and I mean look at that. His quarterbacks are okay. You know, he got Wentz because he dropped him, and he's got Hurts and Jones. And then on his active roster right now, he's got DJ Shark, Stud. Uh, and then he's got some really good defensive players. But really, when you look at Skull Baby's roster, you got to look at his taxi squad and his injured reserve because it's ridiculous. Because on there, he's got Zach Moss, who looks like something. Brian Edwards, who looked like something but was hurt. Henry Ruggs was still a top pick, high rookie. C.D. Lamb that looked like a stud. And then the Cowboys, you know, Dak Prescott went down. Corlin Sutton, Preston Williams hurt. Sonny Michelle still. See if he can get anything out of him. Daniil Hunter. He has a loaded up team. Mm -hmm. And if he finishes with the number one pick, which I don't know why he wouldn't, and whatever the Corn Boys pick is, if right now it's five, yeah, I believe uh, so, and I just I just confirmed that yeah he does have my number one pick. So and he's got his second. So yep. he's gonna have some really good draft capital. So I mean he no. could go from the, this to a playoff caliber team overnight. Yep. And what I would love to see is the Skull Babies after they suck all season like this. Whatever what week is it we do the the battle for one seventeen because that doesn't oh, yep. affect his standings or his draft pick, and he can bring up C D Lamb and all these players. And then just throw it all out at it, and then mm-hmm. he wins the one seventeen because that's it's a likely scenario I think, and I love it. It's awesome. Oh, yep. It's, yep. Yeah, I'm rooting for him to rebound. He's a good dude, and uh, he's been burnt with injuries and whatnot yeah. um, in his time yeah. here, and, and he inherited a garbage team. So well, uh, it's really hard. Team, it had Dalvin Cook, so it just he's had a couple some bad luck. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but gosh, I mean, his team is built at receiver, and um, that high picks, running back. got running backs so he can just plug and play. I mean, just imagine if he plugs in uh, uh, Travis Etienne or Chuba Hubbard or someone like that, or okay, both. Why would you say Chuba Hubbard's not even going to be good? Don't. It's going to be Najee Harris and Etienne, and then if he gets the seventeen or the two one. There's going to be a stud tight end in the draft that he could get to put on his team, too. So, I mean, there's the possibilities are endless here. Yep. Yep. That was my point. I just 
plug and play. Running backs can be plug and play. Most yeah, years. and I hope he doesn't trade a high pick for a veteran running back or something like he, you know, he would probably do. I don't in the, see that happening. Past. Well, he's been that. doing that every other year, trading yeah. his picks away for players. Bottom line is he's got a bright, bright future despite the uh, crappy record this year. He's got a lot of good young talent and can have some great draft capital and, again, can turn into a playoff team overnight. So, yeah. all right, well, that's all we had to cover this week, guys. Again, um, we're, we're uh, rooting for all of you guys battling COVID, uh, wishing you the best, praying for you guys, and uh, we'll be back here soon with a normal episode. So uh, thank you very much. Take care, guys. Bye. Peace out.